Girls are woman. I think he gets charged with assault. Mm. You can't smell a woman. What are you talking about? My man Al Pacino smelling women all over yeah. the place in this flick. In theory, a uh, man can smell a woman. Back back then, what was this? Ninety early nineties, ninety three, ninety two. Ninety two, baby. You could definitely smell a woman Top in ninety two. I don't walk right up to her is, and sniff her it, if you wanted to. Let me ask you this, and let's just get this out of the way. All right. Is it supposed to be charming that Al Pacino as the blind colonel slave? Lieutenant Colonel, I believe, retired. Hoo-ah. Is it, is it supposed to be charming that he can identify the perfume or body soap? Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Strange women. That's weird, that's right? Unless it's something but like every time he... my wife wears that, so I know that, or if, you know, oh, I buy that. I buy that for my. That's uh, Black Diamonds by Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got. I my used wife. to that's get that for my mother every year. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just like, uh, hey, I spend a lot of time at the perfume department. Who ah? Who ah? Is that accurate? It I'm is. not. I don't do a good Pacino, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit it after you. So the second. I mean, the, it, Pacino's not doing a good Pacino oh, in this wow. movie. I mean, he's oh, doing. Wow. He's doing arguably his most famous Pacino in this movie. Are you wearing Tommy Hilfiger cologne? Hoo Like that. Is that who, what you're wearing over there, Billy? If somebody you're says Dracon no more. If somebody says to do a uh, Pacino impression, uh, nine times out of ten, they're throwing out a hoo ah. Hoo ah. They might do a Scarface. They might say say hello to my little friend. You know. They might go Avida, Avida. You know. But uh, hoo ah is a big one. You broke like my that. heart, Fredo. I like Godfather 1. Okay, this this business of ours is very serious, and don't ask questions about it. That is, that is classic Pacino. Pacino. Okay, don't ask questions about it. This is my business. Uh, I like a subdued Pacino I do not care for. I mean, what about a Dunkachino? When a man smells a woman. When a man smells a woman. Oh my gosh! You know my cologne. Let me fuck you right here, blind stranger. Who is when he goes in? Mm. All right, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but don't let's not get ahead of yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. We've we're down to the final final four episodes of the New England version of Two Boys in a Balcony, and this week we watched the 1992 Best Picture nominated, Best Actor winning, winning right? He won for this. Sent. You know what? Sense of a woman. <laughs> here's a little uh, tidbit, too. Pacino, not even a real blind fella. Not even a blind He's fella. He's pretending we'll not to be able to side. see everything. Don't give all the secrets away, Bill. Let's I'm... make the people pay for it. All right. The rest of the episode is behind the paywall, <laughs> where you have to pay us to not play the theme song. Hit it! Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. We're back. We would never hold you hostage with the theme song. You, you wouldn't. Find, we'll give it to you for free. I'll stop by your house and sing it on your front stoop if you have a stoop or a porch or... Maybe if you have a little side area, maybe a service entrance, depending upon where you live. Look at you 
You got your full, full uh, vaccine twos in the arm. Your inoculation period is over. Dude. Open it back up, I'm baby. Ready, get dude. these masks I'm off. Let's people. get our freedom back. I've been going around smelling women. My wife is unhappy yeah. about this turn of events. I was in Walmart the other day, and I was identifying some odors. Yikes. Oh, Stripes. the smells of Walmart. What do you got there? You got a sandalwood. We got motor oil. We got... Uh, we got, they got uh, lots of sandalwood in there. I think there. they make popcorn in there. Most they the do store. the popcorn. They they bake the popcorn and sell it in bags. No, you know, God, oh, thank Jesus Christ. The Walmart that I frequent uh, right down the street does not have a Subway sandwich shop because there's nothing worse than the Walmart. <laughs> Subway the subways, Walmart. And it's just like, Jesus, what's worse? Just regular natural Walmart smell or fucking... Rubber bread. Hey, sandwiches. we're out of we're out of our subway meat. Run over to the Walmart uh, freezer. Stock up right, on. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna besmirch the meat department at Walmart. Oh, it's, it's as good as any local no, grocery. No, it's fine. I it's was fine. It's I was actually. Meat. I was besmirching the subway meat more than the Walmart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you you're know actually they doing they a disservice the tuna to fish Walmart. Does not consist of any tuna or fish. That was like that last true? month. I, I, they said it. Really? Yeah. I've thrown back a number of uh, Subway tunas. You would? I would never order tuna at Subway. I love getting a nice tuna sub. I don't know about that. I'd like a tuna Put sub, but I gotta make that. There, I gotta make pickles. that at home. No, dude. There's, a, there's actually a, a, a Coletti's Coletti's uh, convenience store in Raynham is gonna. Oh, we got a sponsorship. Go down to Coletti's. Tell them the balcony. Go down to Coletti's. The Indian gentleman that owns the establishment is going to be watching golf on a little TV behind the counter and not paying attention to you. Steal whatever you want. Steal what you can. Hey, keep it Coletti's. in random. But they got they make a nice, delicious sub sandwich, and I'll get a I'll get a, I'll get a nice wet tuna and uh, a wet tuna. A toma- yeah, do it well. You know what? You got to specify. Does that mean that they put mayo on it too? Yeah, it's mixed. It's a mixed tuna. Some yeah, people will say wet. Yeah, tuna's supposed to be mixed. Some you people can't eat a dry mixed. tuna. You're a fucking psychopath no. if you're eating tuna dry. When I, uh, when Unless I you just found a can on the deserted island that you've been stuck on forever and somehow managed to open it with a rock. Yeah. You're turning, yeah, this is a Jonathan Tilson joke we're setting up here. Oh, is but, it? Uh, yeah, dry, dry tuna, no good. It's gross. I, I worked with a guy who was trying to lose weight one time, and he used to just, he used to just eat packets of uh not cans it was like a little like a packet like a yeah they do that yeah that had tuna and he would just dip into no, it like that's he was, so fucking like, with his eating, fingers eating fucking yeah just dip in or oh, oh. then he'd count mm, out man. money in between <laughs> in between grabs i don't know dude it was just like it was what like was a the fucking, job uh, where was it was that Oh, is it the registry motor vehicles? Oh, this, dude, he would only that do this. He would not do this in view of the public. That is classic. Not on the counter. No, this is in the break room. Fucking. This attitude. is in the break room. This is off the clock. We've punched out. We've got our union mandated fifty. Oh, you're here this to renew your registration. Well, let me just wow. dip into my tuna packet here first. Dipping in, taking a chunk of Give chunk of tuna, that. shoving it up in his gum. <laughs> I need this protein empty, to get through the day. A pouch. He's like got an empty coke bottle. Skull. He's just spitting into. Mm, fishy. <laughs> oh, we had fun. What Good a fun stuff. bit that was. That is fun. And it makes tuna riff. It makes going to the registry fun now, I think, for people. They'll be able to think of that instead of 
Oh, uh, what's that smell? You a dip boy, Billy? Were you a dippy? Were you a dipper? I dipped for a week. And then One I got week, sick of I got sick of uh swallowing the juice and getting sick. So I quit. <laughs> I mean, I was like 12 to... years. Yeah, I'm... I was 12 years old. I was a kid. Yeah, kids are stupid as hell. Went back to cigarettes like a man. <laughs> you guys do I the dip. You... They used to do the, the you know the skull packets like there was all, like the little of course I don't know the skull packets. All right. Well, it's not like... I know the can. Yeah, where it's all like loose leaf or whatever. Yeah, But they yeah, used yeah. to do like... Like a man. They used to do... Put them in like little pouches that you just tuck in your in your gum. Oh, like an, indi- indi- like an individual serving. Yeah. But you yeah, could okay. still... Well, you fine. still weren't supposed to swallow the spit anyways, but... At yeah, 12 think, years old, I wasn't that. sure I knew... You were just like... Mm. Some of the worst. Well, my... <laughs> Dude, Spitting so is bad. gross. So bad. Uh, that sounds gross. You a big dip boy? Yeah, I'm glad that you. No, dude. I would... never. I never touched the stuff. Big cigarette no, fella. No. You never, never smoke ever. You've never tried never. cigarettes. Not even uh, once. No. Are you afraid no, your no, parents no, are listening not. and you're gonna get grounded? I when I went on, we went on a, my freshman year of high school. <clears throat> we went on a chorus trip. I was in the chorus. Oh, I forgot that you were in Glee Club. We've talked about it many times on the I show. Was, well, I didn't. I uh, I was just in the chorus. I was not in the concert choir. I was not in any of the fun stuff. Harmonics. We get to do a little singing and dancing, touching a girl. I was just in the chorus. And so we you didn't get to do trip. those fun things? Nothing. No, I didn't get to do anything. Uh, so the way it worked is freshman boys sent up into the big choir and freshman girls where like I had friends they were just in their own thing yeah because there were so many more girls than boys but the boys so I was in one of like five freshmen but you gotta have a baritone you gotta have a tenor you gotta have an alto sax you gotta gotta have have a high falsetto you gotta have a bass baritone you gotta have a low falsetto you have to have a natural No. no no This is my story about cigarettes. All right. so knock it off. All right. I Apologies. got stuck. We went to Bush Gardens for a competition. You got to go to, to Bush Gardens to the yeah. Oh, Which yeah, one? On a Tampa trip. or isn't there one in Virginia uh, or something? Williamsburg. All Williamsburg. Right. So we went to go. We went to go Bush Garden. You had to sell candy bars to raise the money, and my candy bars kept getting stolen, along with the money. Stolen like just, or eaten. Stolen, like the box would be. I would leave it. I would forget it at lunch, and someone would just steal oh, the yeah, money out of it. Oh yeah, that's stupid. You can't do that, Sean. Yeah, I'm stupid. But so I went down and I got stuck in a room because I didn't have any friends. I had no friends. I just, I just loved performing. I loved <laughs> did, the music. Did you have to keep? And I didn't want to take math. Did you have to keep so having I, your parents replace your chocolate that got stolen? Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, you paid for it in advance. You paid twenty dollars. Yeah. They gave you a briefcase of Hershey bars, and then you could potentially make forty dollars. But I kept could losing twenty dollars. Lose it all. <laughs> yeah, it would have been easier to just not sell the candy at yeah, all. Yeah, they really shouldn't put kids into that kind of hustle. But I got stuck in a room with this kid that was an asshole, just a fucking dickhead, and he would throw she threw candy bars at me while I was sleeping, like little like. Fun size. Oh, you Snickers told me the stoner kid that thought he was a funny. Uh, he thought he was a funny honey. You said he got all high and he was like, "I throw candy. I'm a tough guy." And you were yeah. like, "I oh, just yeah, yeah. want to go home and see my parents." 
I just want to sleep on this pull-out couch that you made me sleep on instead of the beds that I paid for. Uh, but one night he, he was uh, he decided to smoke cigarettes on the balcony uh, and he kept uh, taking where like, kick kick on the balcony. Come on the balcony now, time. bitch! Throw candy at Sean yeah. now. See what fucking happens fucking, to you. I'd fucking catch that shit like Pac-Man and spit it right back. <laughs> in and he kept blowing cigarette smoke on me, so I had to uh, wash my clothes in the tub because I thought I was going to get in trouble on the way home. I was like, if I go home and my laundry smells like smoke because this guy keeps blowing smoke on my suitcase, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I better dump all my shampoo on my clothes and say there was an accident. Hey, it's really cool to know that you've moved past that, though, and you're able to uh, I just handle people. I not let it go. <laughs> uh, try to look that guy up. I think he might be dead. Good for him and his family. Allegedly, uh, we we got an epidemic in this country, don't we, folks? You know he'd just be out Anywho, doing it to other young chorus boys. I saved I saved a life that day. He's probably all like he'd be out there. Oh, who's the new young singer? Let's get him in our room, make him sleep on the couch, and throw can throw Snickers at him. Uh, no, that's Snickers, Sean. It's product placement that I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I love Snickers, love Snickers. Um, yeah, he's also the only person. Yeah, uh, he told us all one day while we were just sitting around. He told us about that he had had sex with five women, but they all went to different schools. So <laughs> we were just like, wait, okay. all five women were they all teachers? Uh, no clue. Not a clue what this guy was talking about. He's just like, yeah, it broke my heart. And I was just like, all right, you fucking loser. You saw one Woody Allen movie. You think you're fucking external <laughs> shit. Fucking dickhead. Anyway, good riddance. I, uh. But how could, was he a good singer? Could he carry it? Oh, tune? beautiful voice. Beautiful <laughs> voice, Billy. Made it all worth it. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, we, emotionally, I'm destroyed, but he can really when he, bring it home. When he got out there and cut loose with a little Edelweiss, oh, boy, <laughs> brings a tear to your fucking eye. Edelweiss. That's Sound of Music, right? Is that what that's from? Of a woman. That is from The Sound of Music. The Sound of Mucus, according to the late, great Christopher Plummer. Hua, Christopher Hoo-ah. Plummer. Hua, late great. Hua. <laughs> God, this movie sucks. Who directed this thing? It's so long, dude. Why is it gonna be so long? Oh, dude, we can talk. This guy, the director of this movie, is his career is fucking wild, wild. Keep talking. I'm walking to the other side of the room. Hey, walk over to that other side of the room. I'm gonna wait though to get into the to the Martin Brest filmography till you get back because I think you're gonna you're gonna really be excited about it. It's really. You like Martin Brest? Martin Brest, you said his name was. Oh, you're talking just you just like tits. Is that what you're saying? I like breasts. No, Martin Brest, the director. He uh, born Billy, 1951. He's 69 years old. Nice. The Bronx, oh, New York. nice. On 420, you're uh, telling me this guy's 69 years old, Sean. Yeah, smoke it up. For, we are recording this on uh, April 20th. Bill's. Uh, Golden day, he loves it. Every this is the one day a year Bill cuts loose. That's why I had to walk marijuana. across the room, brother. He had to go get his pipe because the vape that he had already used was not enough. <laughs> not enough. He's we're gonna be talking about sending the woman for upwards of three hours. He's got to be oh, on fucking God. Pool, baby. That's almost as long as the movie. 
what is this? Two forty-five, right? Two thirty. So fucking long. It's so yeah. It's criminally long. Like there's there's had to be a point that the guy's like, man, we could probably get this on the two. There's no you know way this couldn't have been on the two. This could have been ninety minutes, dude. We could have cut out yeah. the entire fucking trip to New York, and we would have been fine. Uh and I don't know how it was allowed to get so out of hand because here's this guy's filmography. All right, ah. he makes uh, his directorial debut is a movie called Hot Tomorrows. Never heard of it. It stars Hervé Villachez. Oh, tattoo. You know. Yep. So that's you know when he's the top billing, that'll tell you what that movie's about. Yeah, but also he, he was a huge star for like that Fantasy Island era. Like he was one of yeah, the biggest no, things yeah, on TV. Man with, Man with the Golden Gun. He plays Knickknack. He gets uh, tied to the mast of a sailing vessel by James Bond. Um, what are you doing? Your taxes over there? I believe it was from Holyoke too. You think Hervé Villachez was from Holyoke? I believe Massachusetts? so. I'll have to look into it a little bit more. I, you know how I, I hate mean, to just say things and then be wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do you a favor because I, you know, I love Holyoke. I got, a, I got a lot of love for Holyoke. Well, yeah, you got a uh, lot of, of family up in Holyoke, from what you told me before. No, it, you know, it turns out he was born in uh, occupied France. All right, so that's close because I He's think a little, that a little Frenchman. I, I was assumed he was. Uh, there's pots of Holyoke like that. That's true, though. That is true about Holyoke. Uh, I always thought that uh, Hervé Villachez was of uh, a Latin, uh, Latin. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, American, I think he has ancestry like from that, right? Or is he a French? Actually, oh, you know, we probably, probably, we could fella. do, we could probably do with. Do you want to do a uh, twenty-two and me for Hervé Villachez? Have you ever How seen? Let me that? ask you this: Have you ever seen the HBO made for uh, made for HBO movie starring Peter Dinklage as Hervé Villachez? I don't think I did watch it. It's him and uh, who is in that with him? I'm looking. I can't remember who was. In I that. would watch it. Sure. We, hey, we love we love the Dink. Um, Martin Brest. So he makes a movie with Hervé Villachez. Then his next movie, Billy. I've always wanted to see. I've never. Uh, I don't know what's stopping me. I could do All it. Right. It's uh, George Burns, Art Carney, and Lee Strasberg from oh, the Godfather Part Two. What is it? Going the... in Style. Oh, Going in Style. It's the uh, old man uh, bank robbery. Movie. Yeah, what's it? They had another one, wasn't it? Did they have? A, they got the Sunshine Boys. Sunshine, Sunshine Boys. Boys. That's uh, George Burns and Walter Matthau, I think. Is that? A I don't know ba- if they're doing crime. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I I know that I feel I've like seen that's a big, Sunshine uh, Boys. Back in the day, love Walter mm, Matthau, mm, mm, mm. kid. You love him. He's so good. Um, no, I don't think there's any crime in that one. I think it's just about uh, like an old vaudeville team getting back together or some shit like that. All right. Um, so then, all right. So after going in style, the old man bank robbery movie, he makes one of the biggest movies. Of the 80s, a defining comedy for uh, action comedy for generations, Billy. One of the biggest movie stars of the 80s. His, maybe his biggest movie of all time. It's an excellent movie. Am I supposed to be guessing it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could just Rambo? sit here and have dead air. 
Rainbow? It's never going to be fucking Rainbow. Rambo. Oh, yeah, it's Rambo. No, Beverly Hills Cop. All right. It's not a com- Rambo's not a comedy. Did you think Rambo was funny? I thought you said action film. Oh, action comedy. Action comedy. Uh, all right. That's on me. I I'll mean, accept. Uh, I Rambo will- has pots that make me go out. When he <laughs> goes, I didn't start this. You drew first blood. Have you ever seen Rambo, the first one? No, I want to Fucking so bad. Great, dude. It's I really, really do. Because it's not, It's that's the one where he's like fighting with the local sheriff, right? Yeah. Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I love Brian Dennehy. He does Beverly Hills Cop, okay? We can all agree, right. an excellent film. Yeah, great film. Then he makes, then then four years this guy takes, and he makes a movie with Robert De Niro and uh, the my beloved Charles Grodin called Midnight Run. Midnight Run's which great. Which is... Fucking even better than Beverly yeah, Hills great, Cop. Great movie. Then he makes Scent of a Woman four years after that. This guy likes to take his time. Okay, Scent of the Woman. You know, hey, spoiler alert for the end of the episode. I don't like this movie yeah. at all. Bill likes the last 20 minutes of it. I, like, I, think, I think that it has pots. I think that it's way too long. But I think that Pacino, like, yeah, I, I think that, like the last 20 minutes of this movie cooks. I really like it. But it takes then, so goddamn long to get to that last 20 minutes. Yeah, you could say it takes uh, 130 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It takes an entire it's insane, uh, movie yeah. and a half. Then six years later, he makes another movie I've never seen because it's too fucking long called Meet Joe Black. You ever seen this thing, Billy? No, that's uh, Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins. You know, I think I've, I think I've seen parts of it. But that's another. That's like a three-hour film, right? It's fucking three hours, and it, I don't think anything happens. Is and that? Is, does one, he play the devil in that or something? I think it's something about the devil. Something like that. There's something about Joe Black that is supernatural. Yeah. And, and you got to meet I'm him. I'm unwilling to find. You got to meet this fellow. They say we are gonna. We are gonna have to meet this guy. Uh, let me let me just check. I feel like to meet Joe Black. Did that? Did that make the Oscars? So what cut that? In that's ninety-eight. That's ninety-eight. Yeah, no, no, no. It's no. Okay. I couldn't have made we're the safe. Oscars cut, right? No, 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 no. We're good. That's a good year. That's a good Oscar year that it would have yeah. been in. Ninety-nine. American Beauty, Cider House Rules, Green Mile, Insider, Sixth Sense. American Beauty shouldn't have been there. I just watched something that should have been there instead. Ninety-eight. What was it? Fuck. Shouldn't have brought it up, Bill. Shouldn't have brought it up. You're so fucking stupid. <sighs> Idiot. Then he makes one last movie, and this movie ends his career. All right, is he? Is this fella still alive? He's still alive, still with us. Uh, still, you know, like in the prime. He was only made like five movies. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Makes seven movies. Could make more. Deserves to make more based off of Midnight Run and Beverly Hills Cop, but. <laughs> He makes one movie. This thing ruins his career, almost ruins the career of the star of the movie. It's from 2003. It's one of the biggest bombs of the new millennium. Glitter. No, close. Good guess. Was that 2000? That was around then, right? Maybe a little later. It's a uh, these. Uh, it's a tabloid couple stars in a film together. And it oh, basically, it's, yeah, isn't that what glitter is? Isn't that Benefa? No, you're th- giggly, yo, yeah, geely, geely, geely. Yeah, all right, yeah, 
Glitter is the Glitter Mariah, is Carey. Mariah Carey. All right, yeah. Yeah, which I think is also. Oh, he did Geely, right? Mm. Have you ever? You've never and seen then, that, right? No. Is it no, is you. it like bad or is it just fucking people got sick of Benefa? I think it's both. Uh, 121 minutes. So uh, let me just I'll just read you the first sentence. You tell me if you think this sounds good. I'll, I'll give you two sentences. Larry Geely is a low ranking Los Angeles mobster who is not nearly as tough as he likes to act. Fucking hate Lewis, it. a higher-ranking member of Geely's organization, commands Geely to kidnap a mentally challenged younger brother of a powerful federal prosecutor to use as a bargaining chip to save New York-based mob boss Starkman from prison. Okay, well, this That does sucks. not sound good. Uh, and Any then, idea who okay, played the now, mentally challenged younger brother? Oh, I can find that out for you. Happy to do that. Uh, Justin Bartha? Oh, I know that oh, name. Oh, no. I know that name. What's he yeah. from? Oh, that sucks. Justin Bartha is the guy in The Hangover that nobody remembers is in The Hangover. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> He's like the lead you know guy in The Hangover. The guy who's actually yeah, has the, the... It's his bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah, nobody no, the gives one a that fuck. nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jennifer Lopez. Uh, so G. Lee, that's uh, Ben Affleck, is attracted to Ricky, uh, who... Uh, but he resents. Uh, well, anyway, she's a lesbian, and then that's J Lo, right? This whole thing sucks. That's J Lo. Uh, boy, oh boy, this thing looks like it fucking blows ass. Yeah, I mean, it we'll did it not. Week. It was. I oh, mean, it takes place in uh, Swamp Scott. Look at that. Well, that's we what... got a Central Mass movie on our hands. <coughs> ah, it's unbelievable that we're just leaving. Kidding. Too bad we're changing formats Martin. just because of Geely. Just is it Geely or is it Giggly? Could you tell me what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> you know what? I it makes me giggle when you say Giggly, so right. I'm gonna go with Giggly. Uh, giggly oh, Ben Affleck! I loved giggly you in that Giggly movie. I don't give a shit what anybody said. Affleck. He's always carrying Sense. Dunkin' Donuts cups, and I don't get it. Can he the not guy, afford a coffee maker? And he, Just buy and a here's the thing about him. Maker. Here's the thing about him carrying the Dunkin' Donuts cups. Yeah. He's always doing a bad job. Yeah, dude. Get a coffee maker. Make you think, your coffee at home, you idiot. Get a fucking tray. Bring the tray down. The delivery guy's not giving you he a tray. He always has First a all, tray, though. You should not though. be getting he's coffee just... delivered outside of his... He's He's got to have somebody in the house that works for him that can dude, go down and get, get the coffee. get a ninja coffee bar. They're great. You can make it. He wants us right to see there. him. He wants... I mean, obviously. going out there ripping... Smoking the butts. Obviously. Hey, I got to run down to Dunkin' Donuts and get in the paper. The paper. But the paper. I don't paper. think he's running. I, I, dude, I, I honestly, I think he's, the reason he's bending over is because he's getting his mail and he gets his Dunkin' Donuts delivered. Oh, you think it's like a and Grubhub I, type deal? I think it is because he's always fucking fumbling this shit. Yeah. I don't know. The guy is a poor guy. We love him. You he, think the Grubhub driver would be like, ah, I just got to fucking, sh- I just got to shoot a couple fucking donkeys up to fucking Ben Affleck's place again. Dude, if I was Even the fucking Matt Damon Grubhub driver... NHL 21. I can't fucking leave. I would, I would, I would make sure the lids are secure on three of those four coffees. <laughs> and that fourth one, the just, hot one, just a little the bit. Hot one a little just a little bit. Fucking, <laughs> just a little bit. And then laugh. Go, Sorry, ah, Batman. Affleck. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> And just on the bottom of the cup, I just put, I just draw the Joker face. <laughs> the riddle of question, Mark. 
Ah, oh, good times, good Riddle times. Riddle me this, Affleck. Why are you such a fucking bum? Scent of a woman. Uh, ben Affleck, of course, you know this, Billy. Uh, auditioned for the uh, the Chris O'Donnell part along with uh, Matty Day. Mun. Oh, did he? Matt, Matt Damon. Yeah, they were in contention. Chris O'Donnell beats him out. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they, they weren't somewhere in the background, like in the school. Did they get yeah, any like extra in, work or um, something? Like the like the kids that got, you know, the other three that dumped the paint. What's that? Uh, what's the uh, the Brendan Fraser school ties. movie? School Ties? Yeah. Yeah, because they're both in that. Um, and that's the same year. All right. Maybe they were busy doing that. Uh, Chris O'Donnell's in School Ties, too. Look at that. Did this? Uh, Chris O'Donnell could double dip. Did this shoot in Connecticut? Was the school actually in Connecticut? Do you know? No, I think the school is supposed to be in New Hampshire. I think they right. everything in New York. Um, I'll say this: I I didn't realize it was supposed to be in New Hampshire, but it does look New Englandy when he goes to the you know to his, his they go to the niece's house. Yeah, and that yeah, that looks like little Quincy shit he lives in. Dude. I, yeah, yeah. Um, they found a but uh, I think that's just suburban New Jersey or something like that. Uh, yeah, man. Scent of a woman. Hoo-ah! I'll, he gets nominated I'll get for it. Best actor, I'll nail Al Pacino. It. Al Pacino wins. He wins. Who'd he go up against for this? Uh, he's up against Robert Downey Jr. For, as Charles Chaplin in the film Chaplin. Never saw it. Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven. So good. Uh, Steven Rhea in The Crying Game. Uh, I believe, believe I saw that. I have never seen The Crying Game. It is definitely one. It's the. I'm uh, looking at my spreadsheet. The Crying Game and Howard's End are the two that I haven't seen from 92. Yeah, but, Howard's End I have um, not seen. That's an Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, and an Emma Thompson. Love Emma Thompson. Um, wait, we love Emma Thompson. You might we know. Love Nanny McPhee. You might know her as Nanny McPhee Returns. <laughs> that, the second one, specifically. I thought Returns was the uh, her married name. <laughs> uh, there was already there was already <laughs> there was already a Nanny McPhee. In the yeah, movie, she's so Nanny McF McPhee, obviously being her maiden name. The great Colin Firth. Uh, I just like to say that sometimes. Yeah, well, he's a great guy. We love him. I've never actually met him. Just acting-wise, I mean. Oh, he's on. He's on my wife's short list of people that she would leave me for. Oh, I bet that list is not so short. <laughs> so fucking mean. <laughs> uh, many blessings on you and your spouse. Yeah, right. Uh, Son of a bitch. And then. Here's the last one, and this is this is so, so thus far you go okay. Well, Al Pacino, I've never seen Chaplin. Clint Eastwood has never really done acting. He just kind of is. Yeah, he's just a gruff uh, dude in that dude. And uh, and the last one is Denzel Washington as Malcolm X, dude. Dude, so good. Better than Pacino, and I haven't even seen it. Malcolm X is a really good movie. That's another long one. It's like three fifteen, I think. Yeah, but you know what? It's a fucking biography of yeah, a human being yeah. that lived, and it's an interesting story. It it's not about a fucking moves. fake blind guy. 
Uh, best picture that year, Unforgiven, The Crying Game, A Few Good Men. Now, this is uh, this is Pacino's only best act of win. Yeah. I know at least up until That's... that point, but he's never won it again, right? No. I can go. Well, you know what? Let's. You want me to call him? Yeah, get him on the phone. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. This is Al Pacino. Can I help you? Hoo-ha. Is this the two boys in a balcony? All right. Hey, have you ever won? You guys over there doing podcasts? Okay. Hoo-ha. Okay. <laughs> Smells good. Okay. Aha. Oh, tits. I like them. Big, juicy, fat titties. <laughs> Put them in my mouth. Sucking on the clit a little bit, too. I'm blind. All right, Mr. Pacino, we're going to have to... Mr. Pacino, we're going to have to ask you to calm down. No, I'm scaring. You're scaring the other customers, sir? Oh, I'm scaring Robin over here, Chris O'Donnell. You're scaring me, boy. I'm Al Pacino. Uh, uh, Frank? Frank? Could we just calm down a little, Frank? This whole city's a pussy just waiting to be fucked. I'll kill them all. Say hello to my little friend. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> he goes on a run. 73 gets nominated Best Supporting for The Godfather. Yeah. Then 74, Serpico. 75, The Godfather 2. And 76, Dog Day gets the Best Actor nod. Yeah. Uh, loses all of those. He should have definitely. That's insane, played. dude. He could have won. Those are four great performances. Yeah. And then in 80... He gets the nod for Injustice for All, which I've never seen. I have not seen that, but I'm still tracking it down. Lightning I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there, buddy. See. Absolute horror. I'll get this there. This one is insane. He gets he gets a best acting uh best supporting actor nomination for his role in Dick Tracy, which is he's fucking wild in that movie. I don't think that's I've a, ever seen a, that. That's Warren Beatty, right? Mm, Madonna. Yeah, that movie's so fun. It's so fun and stupid. Yeah. It's Warren Beatty, Pacino, Madonna, Glenn Headley. Uh like David I know the I know there. the visual. I got the visual of it in my head. Like I I remember you the style of it. You should watch it. It's really fun. Get uh get uh super fucked up and watch that one. You'll enjoy it. I'll try. Paul Sorvino. It's great. Oh, great I love ensemble. Paul Sorvino. Warren fucking, uh the kid from Hook is in it. Uh but he gets nominated for that and it's just it's it's not acting. Yeah. He gets a Best Supporting Actor nomination for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which, okay, fine. He's not the guy in there that I would give the nomination to. I'm just looking that up because i got to make sure that if Jack Lemmon wasn't nominated for Best uh, yeah, Actor. Yeah, Lemmon should have been nominated for that. Oh, and he was not. So that's cool. That's pretty good. Good academy. Good smart move of us to go and study these fucking buffoons. Oh, we're going to give them guff. We're going to start giving them a lot of guff once we start going through it. Oh, boy. I'm getting the. uh, You're getting the light? Jury updates. No. Oh, dude. Breaking news. Did they? I don't know. I'm waiting for my email to update. I just got the text notification. I don't want to read it on the air. I mean. Hoo ah. Shit. Oh, I closed it out because he's got uh, fucking jerk-offs. So that was his last movie, though, you said, was Gigli, the the director. Martin Brest. Yeah. Oh, so, so, is he still uh, alive? He gets the Glengarry Glenn Ross. Martin Brest. He is, just yep. got booted out of Hollywood after that. He's got one more uh, nomination. He got nominated for The Irishman. 
which he's also fucking over the top in. Yeah. This really this really seals the fucking deal with Pacino's scent of a woman, where he's never going small again. No, I mean he won the Oscar going large, dude. It's so big, dude. Hua. He only says hua ten times in this movie. I learned that from the IMDb. I think he, he uses well, right? it pretty good though at some points. <laughs> yeah, sporadically. He, he does it. He, does, he makes his choices. He throws know? it in at the end when they like, oh, you're he's free of any more answering any more questions of this, and he says hua, like the Fonz would say, oh, when he, hey. hey. Sit on it, Potsy. When he would go to check his hair in the mirror and his hair was already perfect, he'd be like, hey. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, this is his third movie. Billy, you believe that? Uh, I do, yeah. Oh, fourth movie, fourth movie. <laughs> you do. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> this was, men, so this was don't before leave. Batman and Robin, right? Yeah. He's already done Fried Green Tomatoes and School Ties. And then the next year he's in The Three Musketeers. And then uh, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, Kit uh, Kitteridge and American Girl, Max Payne, Cats and Dogs, Revenge of Kitty Galore. And then uh, he's done 216 episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah, all right. That's where, I mean, that's his shit now, right? 216 fucking episodes. It's a career. Of the second NCIS show. Not the first one. Yeah, a dude, second. that's fucking, that's mint. You're a working actor, dude. A working. They fucking keep paying you to actor. do that fucking show. 200 fucking, what's that, fucking 15 seasons? Some, yeah, 2009 to now, so, yeah, probably about that. I mean, that's about, it used to be like, TV used to be like 26 episodes, and then they cut down around 2011 or something. 2010, they oh, cut everything phew, down Jesus like Christ. 10 episodes. Jury's going to announce between 4.30 and 5. We'll be done by then. Oh, boy. Okay. Anywho, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, who else is in this thing? This is kind of a small little movie, but... Uh, uh, oh, of course, we got fucking Babyface. Uh, Philip PHS. Never PSH. looking better, by the way. Handsome fella. So good in this, by the way. I think he gives the best performance. I mean, he was a great actor, dude. <clears throat> you know, not to, uh, not to, without throwing out a spoiler alert, I feel like I. I mean, dude, you're fucking wild with your takes lately. Just chuff Phil it out. was a great actor. Fuck off. Oh, what do you like, Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Al Pacino's a little too large? Hoo-ah. Dunkachino, um, here we come. I can't believe that that's from a movie. It's insane, and just, dude. Like, and he just agreed to do it. He just yeah. thought that was a funny thing. It really seems like that. Like, if you told me, oh, it's from, uh, I think you should leave. <laughs> There's a Dunkachino right. skit. Oh, I get it. But then as soon as you go, oh, it's from Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler uh, twin oh, comedy. so no, bad. Oh, thank you. Uh, this thing opens. Here's the here's Here's my first problem with this movie. Is it's like it's like ten minutes before we meet Chris O'Donnell or Al Pacino. There's only two main characters in this movie. Yeah, and we spend so much time with the fucking jerk off crew of kids <coughs> and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I wrote in my notes. I hope this fucking pays off. 
Oh, I got some cats. So cats much. coming through fighting. It's going to get crazy. Oh, dude, 420 in it up, baby. Dude, one of my cats got out the other day. Ooh, so wow. now they're fighting because he smells different. Oh, no. You know, the cat's going nuts at him. So if, it's, Is that if a it thing? goes will off. The cats, will the kitty cats kill each other? They'll, they, you're going to hear they them get knives? What are they really doing? Really They go, Arr! Busta. Come here, buddy. He's freaking, dude. Yeah, dude, those cats got no respect for you. They have none. No they respect have, for the pod. They have no, they got no fear for, no fear. No respect for the pod. All right, keep going. Uh, if, if shit pops off, so, I'll let you know. Oh, thank God. We start out, we're at Baird School in New Hampshire. It's a fucking prep school. Yeah, I hate it. Burn Just it. Like, Burn it to the ground. It, honestly, this feels like somebody saw Day, uh, uh, Dead Poets Society and was like, dude, what if we made this like for dudes? Yeah. Dead Poets Society is too touchy-feely. What if we do Dead Poets Society without the poetry? Yeah, let's take out all the, the homosexual undertones and really fucking straight it up. You know what I mean? We'll have like we'll throwing some vandalism. So these guys, uh, James Reborn, the great James Reborn, uh, he's been in a billion fucking movies. One of the great character actors. He's the the dean or some shit at this fucking school yeah. headmaster, and he's driving a Jaguar. And these rich fucking pricks take a, take umbrage with that fact yeah. for some reason. And no man, doesn't make any fly, sense. Listen. They're just like ugh. You Look can, at this gross display of wealth while yeah, we're in this fucking... You can fuck with my family. You can fuck with my, you know, my kids. Don't fuck with my Jaguar, you know? Don't fuck with my Jaguar. You want to throw Under, rocks at my house? Like, That's one thing. Don't touch the Jaguar. It's probably like $150,000 a year to attend this school. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's so gross. Look at him just flaunting his wealth in front yeah. of us all. Like you're just all rich fucking cunts. That's yeah, the but whole they're not. Their parents are, but they think they are. They're not rich. They got nothing. They all had the every single kid in this fucking movie, except for Chris O'Donnell's, comes from fucking inherited. Oh, wealth. you think they're that you can, you think that you can speak for the entire uh, the entire school of Baird? One hundred percent. Yeah, Baird, for sure. Based uh, off of what's it called? Baird, Baird School for school, Very Baird Gifted school. and Wealthy Boys. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're all gonna be okay. We got a bunch uh, of fucking yeah. Thumbs this on our is hands. the bad school for extremely wealthy boys with diamonds, with diamond ring boys. I like that you're taking their side. Like, no, no, these are these are salt to the earth. Yeah, these guys they, are. No, I'm not saying salt to the earth, but I'm sure they own some. They salt have to wait till they're 26 till their fucking trust fund opens up for them. I'm so sure. Yeah, you know, they can't even rent a car until hardship. they're 25, Sean. They got nothing. That's hardship. They have to have. They gotta wait for a grandfather to die. Right. I hate them. I I'm so predisposed to not like anybody that goes to a prep school. No offense to our listeners. You know I went to a prep uh, school, right? I mean, you went to military school because you were a bad boy. I every school is a prep school because it prep hairs you for life. Ugh. <laughs> I'm gonna boom. I'm gonna prepare myself boom. to end this podcast. Uh, it was a pretty good one. It was pretty good. So we uh, we see uh, we spend so much time with these three knuckleheads. Then and then one of these guys with the fucking he kind of looks like uh, like uh, JV Judd Nelson from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he's got like that hair down the middle, like long hair. He's the bad boy, and two other nerds. 
they uh they one night are are pulling a prank where they are hanging trash uh, what looks like saddlebags over a lamp post above the headmaster's parking spot. Yeah, not cool, guys. And you he's go the like, headmaster oh, for a reason. Fun. He has power. Yeah, he's earned it. We think it's we got a little uh we got a little uh fucking carry prom pig blood situation going on. Oh, remember the pig blood? Well, they should have done think, it. With, hey, they should have done it with pig blood. Would they use paint? But Philip Seymour Hoffman, I don't. I, it looked like milk. I don't know what the fuck these kids were nah. doing. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Chris O'Donnell stumble upon them in the in the preparations, and then they get caught watching these guys do it. Yeah, they're just now, like walking out problem. of the library. They had nothing to do with it. My big problem with this movie is that everything hinges on the idea that it's worse for them not to snitch out their friends than for James Rehorn to do, I don't know, any, any, any amount of investigation. Yeah. He just goes, no, I got these two witnesses, and I'm going to break them down, and that's it. I'm not going to, like, go look for who's got fucking paint on their fucking laundry. Like, flip the school over. They all live there. There's got to be buckets of paint somewhere. You could they have shit video back. cameras in the 90s, or am I misremembering history? They could have. A school like this probably did. It's just laziness. It's lazy. I hate this. I got to say, though, if it was that it was nominated, if it was milk, harmless prank, that'll wash right off. Yeah, dude, I just fucking go down to the car wash. Yeah. And if it's paint, just, you know, set the car on fire and say the car caught on fire. So they witness this. They get caught by a fucking teacher. The librarian, right? Or whoever it was. That's not a teacher. That's a civil servant. It's uh, the great June Squibb, Hubie Halloween's mom. Love June Squibb. She finds uh, these boys just hanging out. And then she, uh, the next morning, he pulls into school. James Reborn gets there, and as soon as he gets out of the car, uh uh-oh, this yellow bag above him starts to inflate. And it's becoming this caricature of him. Kissing somebody's ass? Is that what's going on with this thing? I'm not sure. And then, but they've got a loudspeaker rigged up, too, so they now they're making some mockery of him in some kind of fucking, what, the humor that's only funny if you have gone only to exclusive New England prep schools your entire life. Yeah. All the kids are howling. This is such they a love fun it. prank. They love it. And then James Reborn pops the balloon, and uh-oh, he dumps all the paint on his car. Now, you can get mad at the boys, but you pop that balloon. Idiot. You pop the That's balloon. On That's on you. You can't see that shit swishing around in there. We all knew something was in there. We all knew something was in there. Nobody just inflates a balloon with nothing in it. I mean, it, Al Pacino's not there yet. He might not have known because of the blind. How did they thing. fucking inflate the balloon? That's the magic of Hollywood, I think. Yeah, fuck this thing. Sorry, I'm mad. So you then don't have to apologize they, they, to me, Sean. This is a safe space for you to get mad. I'm just, man, it's like 15 minutes we spent on this fucking prank. And then it gets sidelined for two hours. Two hours. And yeah, right? Back at the end. It goes into a completely different movie and then comes back with like 15 minutes left. Yeah, so he gets, uh, they get questioned uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman goes, just, just keep your mouth shut. I'll figure it out. 
how we're going to get out of trouble for just seeing something. You just say you didn't see anybody. I don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing. I had nothing to do with just, it. Just lie. Have you just even lie? dusted for lie. prints? My prints aren't on it. Yeah. It's fucking. Who else? Just, I don't know. Follow the extension cord of the fucking air compressor that these kids use to blow up this balloon 20 feet in the air. I fucking dreams reborn. Just paint your car. Real, real yeah, everybody likes a white car. Just you don't show the salt in the in the winter. Sure, you got to clean scrape it. Scrape the more. paint off the windows, and you got a white car. Nice, nice new white car. Fucking dumb, stupid. Well, stupid. set it on fire. I already said that once. Just do it. You get so much money well, if he there's takes, a body he in takes, there. He takes Charlie Sims, and he goes, "Listen, you're poor. I know that you can't get home to Oregon." Because you're so fucking poor. You're, you're here on scholarship shit, because we take pity on one one piece of shit poor white kid a year. Nobody loves you, We Charlie. take pity on them and we give them a full ride. Now, I can make a call and you can go to Harvard for free forever. It's like winning you your own out. chocolate factory, Charlie. All you got to do is just rat out these kids that don't like you because you're poor. And who are absolutely going to rat you you're out. Poor. We all know they're going to rat you out. Yeah. I would have sold these kids out before. Dude, I would have fucked have up so fucking fast. Cried I would have cried as soon as he pointed at me. <laughs> I wouldn't I have gotten thrown the up. Harvard scholarship. He would have called me and he goes, hey. He goes, I know you're 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 looking to apply to Harvard. Yeah, it was it was Billy, and it was Joe, and it was Jack. I'd make well, up I was about other to names. A scholarship, but you fucked up, you idiot. You ratted them out so fast, you lost out all of your bonuses. <laughs> it was June Squib. Yes, she's hated Squib. you since you got the promotion. She thinks it's time for this all boys school to have a female <laughs> headmaster. So. And it Basically, is time. Goes, I think it, I think we can all agree that it is time for that. We can all agree. He, he goes, you know, on Monday after Thanksgiving, we're going to have a big public humiliating trial. And uh, and I'm going to ask you then. And, it's and nice you have to have something Monday to, look, to come up with it. Something to look forward to over the holiday. That's nice. Happy thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, you poor piece of shit. And so chew on that for your four day weekend. So let's put a pin on that for two whole hours and let's transition over to army lieutenant colonel frank slade hua hua chris o'donnell has been hired has been been hired to babysit a blind asshole what is this he pulled it off a bulletin board or something right something yeah they i guess they they must have done it before it seems like this is like a thing that's happened but they didn't just for clarification i I watched this movie like a month or two ago, but I couldn't find yeah, the time no, to rewatch it. But I did rewatch the last not, twenty. There's no explanation of where they got him, All other right. than she asked the school for people, and he needs the money so he can fly home for Christmas. All right, because otherwise he's just going to be stuck there for Christmas. He's not going to be able to go home because he's so poor. So she, she, uh, she is she's the niece of uh, of Frank Slade, and she is not. She wants to take her two kids and her husband, and they want to have a nice, quiet Thanksgiving alone, probably at the husband's family, because we end up going to her dad's house later on in the film for yeah. one of the worst scenes of anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And we will get there in moments. <laughs> uh, so 
he all he has to do is just make sure he doesn't drink too much. Dude, just make and, sure this uh, take- army veteran, this blind army veteran, doesn't drink too much and takes his medicine, doesn't and kill himself. Yeah, well, just yeah, just sits in the dark and is sad and miserable. And she goes, you can watch TV. Oh, all the fun shows. He can't watch it, but he'll listen with you. Uh, He just loves the plots. So she, they leave, and uh, he just is a fucking asshole. And then a a day later, dude, he really is. Like I would have left. I would have walked out. I would have been like, dude, whatever. I'll just I'll there's a Dunkin' Donuts down the street. I could pick up some shifts. It's all for three hundred dollars, by the way. That's not enough money to watch an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean maybe in ninety know. in ninety whatever. No, yeah, I didn't consider inflation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were six years old at the time, so you would have been like three hundred dollars. Is I can buy I was, all I the Tamagotchi's goods that I need. I would the little keychains, but uh, the eggs. I can buy Maybe that. some Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, my kids have how those many Magic the Gathering cards did you have when you were this age, Sean? Oh, at my peak, Billy, you want to know? I'd uh, love to know the number, and then I'd love to know if that is a significant number if it is not, because I have no idea. Uh, I had a lot. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. 500, 5,000. I have no idea. 500,000, you just said. <laughs> oh, I definitely didn't have that many. Oh. Uh, yeah. That was a, do you still have still them, or do you lose somewhere. them in a fire? What happened? I think I may have uh, thrown them away. What? Christ. Uh, Casey Malone is furious my... right now. Yeah, sorry, Casey. Casey's a big uh, big Magic fan, and we've talked about it a little How bit. How many cards do you got, uh, Casey? Just email us at balconyboyshow at gmail.com and let us know how many cards you, you are, still you just have. Text me. You don't need to email. Or you just text Sean, and eventually I'll ask him. And he will not Bill tell me. He'll be like, he's my friend, and I don't have to It tell would be you. really something if you just got tagged on a notification on Twitter, and it was just like uh, 2,300. Like, and you were like, what the fuck does this mean? What is? And then just a mystery for the rest of your days. No, I mean, uh, my Twitter is uh, sparse enough that I'd know exactly what it meant. I'd be like, oh, good to know. <laughs> Thank you. So... Uh, Slade, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, hua, hua, retired. A, once the uh, once the niece is gone, he's bags packed. He's got a whole plan. Yeah, dude, he is class. good to go. He's got a limousine, Sean. You ever ride in a limousine? Uh, uh yeah, I've been in a limousine. Well, how many I took times? A, I took a, uh, Jesus Christ, how many times I've been in a limousine? Do you remember I you took fa- a limousine? You ever ride in a limo as yes, a kid? I do. No, not until my uh, freshman year of high school again, aforementioned freshman year. Oh, freshman we went to, dance. Uh, Ozfest. Yeah, oh, this baby. Been sophomore year. Sophomore year. Uh, we went to Ozfest. We skipped school. Is that Great Woods? And somebody's, somebody's mom was at the woods. Somebody's mom, I went with my friend Brendan and his girlfriend Kim. And somebody in Brendan, Kim's the aluminum pole there. kid? Yep, aluminum pole, Brendan. We were uh, we were the outsiders on this. I only knew Brendan and Kim, and then we were with her friends from her school because we all did theater together, the three of us. All and right. then her friends, we didn't know. So one of their moms bought like or just hired a limo for the day to drive us to and back from Ozfest. So they drove me to Brockton, and then they drove on to Hanson or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, stupid, but we were in a limo, and then we went and just saw 
mediocre music God, for an that's entire awesome, thing. Dude. And then at the end, Black Sabbath played. Dude, li- a limo as a teenager a is fun shit when you get to go to something like that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, my first one was when limo. my mother died. And so that wasn't as as fun as Ozfest. And it's just because of the opening bands. Like, there yeah. were no... There were no good opening of, acts at my mother's yeah, just funeral. Yeah, just a fucking bag, just a bagpiper. It was yeah, uh, just very, just one creepy looking priest. That was another. Uh, that was another day where I was. Very, I was very nervous because some of the kids in the in the limo with us uh, smoked cigarettes. Oh, dude, just regular like, oh, yeah, cigarettes yeah, yeah, yeah. or Aussie cigarettes. And then one of them had a had a, a marijuana joint. Yeah, they did. That I was told later I did not partake because uh, I'm a good boy. I was told later that they were convinced was dipped in or laced with something because they. Uh, That's the they, dumbest shit. Kids always thought that. Oh, this had yeah, to be they, laced with something just because we can't handle it. Yeah, well, they couldn't handle it, uh, and they hit them right around Godsmack, and they got mad because the guy in Godsmack said to jump, so I started jumping, <laughs> and they was just like, "All right, man, whoa, fucking!" I was like, "He said jump. I don't make the fucking rules." Did they we're get arrested? You guys are the ones that can't. See. Did they get kicked out? The other went to. J- yeah, they went to jail. They got deported. <coughs> oh, that happens if you get kicked yeah, out of the I woods. I apologize for coughing directly into the microphone that time. That was insane. Yeah, nobody's listening anyway. Uh, so, so they're going to go down to New York. They fly first class. On the flight, we get the one of the stupidest monologues I've ever fucking heard. You got a limo. It's- drive to New York. No, they flew on a plane. They flew. No, but I'm class. saying you have a limo drive. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, if you got you take a first class flight, stand up. You get to stand up out the sunroof until the limo driver <laughs> yells at you. Hey, you're gonna get yeah. back in. I'm gonna get arrested. You were on your way to your mom's funeral. Act accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> she would have loved this. My mom was a cool lady. I apologize for that. Hey, uh, <laughs> you should never apologize for disrespecting her memory. It's what it's there for. Uh, so they fly first class, and Frank is able to identify the perfume of the flight attendant. Yeah, dude. He does and this Chris numerous O'Donnell's times like, throughout what? it, right? It, no, well, this one's least. the most insane. Because he guesses that her name is, uh, what is it, Daisy or Daffodil or some shit like that. He guesses her name, Delilah, I think he calls her, and it's based off the perfume. So he just, I don't think, I think he's just being flirty, but yeah. Chris O'Donnell's like, how'd you know her name? He's like, Ugh, and he goes into the whole fucking thing, and then he starts just going off about uh, tits. I love tits, big ones, little ones, nipples, stand out like searchlights, so, like fucking horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Just going through the whole anatomy and just. Ugh. Then they go to the Waldorf Astoria, which I learned from the IMDb was owned at the time by uh, uh, the pre- 45th president of the United States. And one oh, of you the don't say so. Of being able to use the Waldorf Astoria yeah. was that uh, Donald Trump and Marla Maples were to make a cameo in this film. Oh, really? Yeah, so there is a deleted scene because they said, uh, fuck that shit. We'll film it, sure, but we're not going to use it. Yeah. There's a there's a scene of them getting out of the limo while uh, Donald Trump and Marla Maples get into the next limo behind them. But it's not oh. in the movie. 
So it's not like the little rascals where Donald Trump uh, remains to this day. Is he still in the, the little rascals? They cut him out of yeah, uh, and in the end, Home Alone too. Dude, imagine in the end credits he's imagine, being so hated that they go back and edit you out of films. It's insane, dude. It's fucking insane. No, the little rascals. He's he's plays the rich kid's dad, so he's pretty integral to the pot. If you watch the end credits, the little rascals, and I implore everybody to do this. You can find it on YouTube. They do. Uh, Outtakes. And, you know, Whoopi Goldberg's in there. She's goofing around. The kids are yeah. goofing around. There's all kinds of just silly outtakes. And Donald Trump is sitting in the bleachers watching the Soapbox Derby, and he's got some popcorn. And he, he goes, ugh, ugh, this popcorn's gross. And then he spits the popcorn out, and it lands in the hair. Of oh, the yeah, you told me that before. Yeah. He's Great the worst. Guy. He is literally the worst. Uh, so <sighs> they're in the, the hotel. What do they have? The... Uh, they have the um, the fucking tailor come in, right? I don't remember. Like You're going to have to guide they me get through it. Oh, they okay. get suits. Right. They got the cut. <clears throat> they get custom suits made. He's just blowing through all this money, and he lives in the, he literally, he lives in the shed in the back of like a regular New England home. Nothing fancy, nothing yeah. grandiose. Uh, he's just a blind guy, and he saves all his disability money. And so now he's blowing. He's just got first-class tips. They're staying at the best hotel. They're getting fancy suits. They're eating dinner at the Oak Room. And that's when he explains, oh, uh, yeah, dude, the Oak Room scene. Okay, so they go to dinner. That's with the girl dancing. talking about ladies. This is when they do an, an, an entire, an entire. Dance number? Seven-minute tango. It took. Oh, no, I'm, I'm looking here. No, that actually comes later. This is the All dinner right. scene where he reveals that the reason that they're coming here is that he's having one last blowout weekend. They're going to go to Thanksgiving tomorrow, and then he's going to blow his brains out. And then Chris O'Donnell's like, what? We No, you can't. What? Hoo-ah. He's like, eh, hey, hoo-ah. <laughs> uh, so then he's just like, well, I don't, I don't know if you're joking or not. The next it doesn't feel like to, a funny joke if you're joking, sir. Yeah, yeah um, actually, sir, if you could not do that, that'd be great. <laughs> Fucking Marty McFly just <laughs> pop in there. Yeah, talk. Uh, they go, they drop into his brother's house for Thanksgiving, and this scene sucks ass every level. This is the worst Bradley Whitford has ever been in a movie. He's often, Bradley Whitford is a very talented actor. Yeah. He's very good at But he's always an asshole, right? Assholes. He's a great smug asshole in Billy yeah. Madison. He's a great he's actor. A great smug. He's an asshole. Great actor. He's an asshole. He's smug on the West Wing. He's a great actor. He's smug in Get Out. Yeah. He's great. Always great. But this, it's like too much where you're just like, I don't know who I hate more, Al Pacino or you. And it's definitely not Al Pacino. It's you. Oh, So he comes in and Al Pacino starts busting his balls right away. He's like, uh, who are you? He goes, it's me. It's your nephew. Uh, I thought I smelled an asshole. Uh, he comes in, he sniffs fucking Bradley Whitford's wife's hair, like yeah. just fucking full right and pulls her in. Punch him. If you sniff my wife's hair, yeah. punch him. Yeah, she's because you know he's getting erect, and he's, ah, it's just gross. He's about to whisper calls, the brand name of her shampoo into her ear, and I'm not having that. He's gonna be like, per plus, right? <laughs> per plus for ladies. It's uh, head and shoulders. What? <laughs> He calls down his brother. He's unannounced. He's being loud. He's being an asshole. And then they go to they go to the fucking dinner table. 
and this is one of the grossest, ugliest scenes I've ever seen. At some point, him and Bradley Whitford get into a fucking argument, and everybody's going like, dude, just fucking relax. He'll be gone soon. And Bradley, Bradley Whitford is just like, uh, oh, what's the matter? Can't you see that no one likes you? Are you no. blind to the fact that we all hate you? And you're like, well, that sucks. And then Al Pacino says, uh, I can tell from the, like, it's like from, I can tell from the timber of your wife's voice one of two things. Either uh, she's uh, uh, very scared or nervous or she's uh, sexually unsatisfied. And then she, he tells, announces in front of everyone at the dinner table that Bradley Whitford needs to go down on his wife. He goes, yeah, you got to eat her pussy if you're going to make her. This is Uncle Frank. This is Uncle, Uncle Frank. Frank at the table on Thanksgiving dinner. Telling Bradley Whitford to go home and uh, have a slice of hair pie. He's not wrong. Not pumpkin pie. Not pumpkin pie. I mean, Go down on traditionally, your you'd find a pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You'd find a custard pie. No. And you go, you'd whoop, no, 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 get your custard pie. And then, so then Bradley Whitford goes, well, haha, I'm going to remind you of how, why you're blind. Because one time when you were drunk, you were juggling live hand grenades. And you Which blew seems your like face a dumb off. thing to do. Stupid. So stupid. You definitely don't deserve to be uh, cited like, at that point. If I had to come up with a list of dumb things to do right now, that would be, I mean, it would be top five. Obviously, it's on my mind, so it's fresh. But even if I, I wasn't know. thinking about it, top ten. How do you juggle live hand grenades and the only injury you get is you lose your eyesight? There's no scars. You're not horribly disfigured. I mean, technically, you just, you'd have to lose at least a hand. There's always at least one in your hand. Something. You know? Uh, and well, one close this, to your hand. And then I don't know. You always want to have one, one at the summit. And then you'll have. Yeah, well, we, Bill, Bill, we understand the foundation. I know you know how to juggle. Of juggling. I know you do. I know I'm that juggling is not, is not just holding things. That's not. You can't just hold. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm holding a bottle of water. I'm not juggling. <laughs> We understand that one of them has to be in the air the whole time. That's Dude, fucking, this is why I got <laughs> kicked out of clown college. Wait a minute. I can't just hold all three of them? Well, I could juggle eight things. But you're not. You're not. Th- at, at the end of all of this, Al Pacino grabs Bradley Whitford by the throat and throws him against the wall. And then they leave. I'll tell you one scene that could have been cut out of this movie. This one? This scene. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this yeah, no movie discussion could have of, been uh, the niece. 145. 90, 90 minutes. Yo, I'll get you. Yo, 115. I'll let you go 115. Sure. 115 I'm, isn't even a movie. That's a long now, episode of a television oh, program. 115 minutes, you silly Billy. Oh, 115 minutes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right this, on to two. Uh, so then they go home. They go back. And then, um, oh, yeah. So. What if this whole movie was just Al Pacino going to get Lasix? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be a better movie just by the very And then he doesn't have it. to smell ladies anymore because he can look at them and talk to them. So, like throughout all this, human being. 
Pacino keeps telling, keeps changing his mind. He keeps telling Chris O'Donnell to snitch on his friends, telling him not to snitch on his friends. It's just fucking annoying. Uh, this is when the tango scene happens. They go to a fucking uh, fancy restaurant and they do a full in- an entire tango. Yeah, just it's to- too long, dude. It's too long, and the and- whole the whole interaction between him and uh, who's the girl? Is she? Uh, she's uh, she's a name, isn't she? Um. Gabriella, Gabrielle Anwar. Uh, I mean, she's on stuff like Burn Notice and The Tudor. I mean, and... it's stuff that, you know, like 30 years later. I don't know. It's just weird with this 60-year-old guy going. Blah. Well, he does the fucking perfume thing again, and then he does yeah. the fucking full-ass full tango. And the whole time he's trying to do is just get Chris O'Donnell laid. Yeah. So that's all he's. That's the only reason he's talking and to this girl And she's waiting for... For her date her or fucking boyfriend or fiance or something. And then the fiance shows up and then she's like, oh, these uh, gentlemen were just like uh, talking to me. And then I did a tango with this blind guy and he's like, fucking all right, man. Thank you for tangoing my wife. I don't want to fucking do that shit. Have at it, blind dude. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> don't, don't let people tango with your fucking wife. Don't let it takes two of them to do to tango. And he is then the other get, one. And it's also just, they do the whole entire fucking yeah, song, just, and no one dude. else is dancing. No, it's and a then restaurant they all where there's clap live music. Like, oh, the blind oh, guy didn't fall over anything. Clap. It would have been great if it was like, fuck, if it was Mr. Bean and her <laughs> doing the running. tango. <laughs> so ends up with a turkey on his head or something like that. You can always make a night, thing funnier, Sean. I just, you I and Mr. Bean. Mr. Uh, Scene. That... Oh, you're silly. You're silly. Mm-hmm. That night, that's when they get the escort, which that fucking scene sucks, too. <laughs> it gets hired as an escort, which, hey, whatever. You know. What you yeah. Mean? I mean, you know, he's an old blind work. guy. His work is work. Yeah, he's an old blind he's guy. Go he's up. in the city. He's looking for love. He's lonely. He's gone for, like, I don't know, seven minutes. I think so it's wrong fucking... that he forces Chris O'Donnell to watch it up close. No, he doesn't. He leaves him in the, in the I car. I feel like maybe that happened. Maybe. But he I'd comes back like. too quickly. You know, Did you see the director's cut? Did you watch the director's cut to the 20 minutes of anger? If I had to watch one fucking more second of this fucking movie, I was going to kill myself. <laughs> 20, I was gonna, minutes, oh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes of Frank's. I was going to empty my savings account into New York City's finest establishments and then <laughs> blow my brains out if I had to watch 157 <laughs> minutes of this film. There was I watched the director's cut and there's an extra twenty minutes that's just Uncle Frank's prostate massage. <laughs> Hooah Hooah milk. A little uh, to the left. <laughs> just now firm. Just press. Press like you're pressing an elevator button. Hit me. Hoo-ah. Then we get this is I mean, look, I I it makes me sad that this movie highlighted one of what used to be one of the the most undiscovered uh secrets in new york city on oh the tavern on the grand no no I, that 30 that 30 block alley that just runs down the middle of new york city that's oh, always abandoned the and never what the fuck is this shit they go into the fucking ferrari dealership yeah well, i can't let you take the ferrari sir yeah you're blind you're a blind man you can't drive a ferrari i can't even let you take a used ferrari 
And this is Chris O'Donnell's idea to cheer him up because he wakes up the next morning and this suicidal man is acting suicidal. Yeah, so let's drive a fucking very fast car. Hey, let's get a Ferrari. You want to drive a Ferrari in New York City, a place I've never been, down this fucking long ass alley that does not exist. You cannot find anywhere in New York. No, it's got to be there. They filmed it. It's got to be there. Uh, I I swear to God, I kept looking. I was like, I think this is the same fucking alley they keep passing over and over again. I think if you go to the shots, IMDb, I think it will give you a GPS location of the alley. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. This was the uh, the NYC 500 racetrack. It's the races heaven alley. It's how you get from Wall Street to uh, other the upper Wall Street. So who uh, Frank does his fucking smooth talk bullshit, and he gets uh, them to give him the Ferrari, and then they go driving. Charlie's driving, and then he goes, "Hey, do you want to drive?" Which seems like ah, uh, insane. Drive, I'm blind. I'm blind, baby. And then he does. He drives the car, and uh, and very rightly so. You know, I mean, I think in the last in the last year, I can say in our society that the police have taken quite a hit. Um. You know, for uh, abuses of power sometimes and all yeah, of these things. Yeah, I mean, but I think, you know, a lot of it is. I think we can is... all agree that um, a police officer pulling over a, uh, a blind man for driving a Ferrari down an alley, I think that is a justified use of law enforcement. I feel like that's one of those things where you can't go, ah, a social worker would do better here or counseling. A this driving is, instructor, I think, would be better. Yeah, this is an enforcement issue to me. This nah, is just breaking the law. Send out a, a driving teacher to be and like, then, hey, uh, I'm going to have to make sure that you're racing this properly. Well, luckily, the cop that pulls them over is the uh, second to uh, Don Knotts on the Andy Griffith show, the worst <laughs> cop of all time, because Al Pacino, who is this whole film been pretending to be blind, is now pulling the acting fucking turducken of pretending to be a blind man, mm-hmm. pretending, pretending to not to be a blind man. <laughs> a what man with sight pretending doing? to be a blind man, pretending not to be a blind man. It's inception levels of stupid. Yeah. I it's can't like, wrap my head around how they thought that this was going to work. It's like if he wore black face and then covered it up with white face. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, well, I I mean, technically, I think it's two hate crimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. But this cop's just like, all right, man. Well, get to slow down, okay? Because he doesn't have a yeah, license. In- instead of bang, his- bang, bang. It's fucking so stupid. And then uh, we get Instead of being like, did you steal this Ferrari? Yeah, is this Ferrari stolen? Hello, my good sir. Pardon me, good sir. Uh, do you have any gray poupon? Then uh, we get the scene where he walks into traffic. Hoo-ah. I don't know where I'm going. I'm blind, and I want to die, so I'm just going to... It's a good way to do it, I think. I think it's a good way to do it. Walk into traffic. No, you'll get hit. No. Dude, Eventually if you get a suicidal die. guy, if you, Bill, if you driving your car. Me, myself, uh, driving my car in yep, a fast, you're the driver and furious manner. Driving, fast and furiously, right? 
And I don't know. He's that man steps in front of your car. Yeah. You're still going to feel the guilt of murder. Oh, yeah. It's going to ruin me. Yeah. So that's the most fucked up way to kill you. Yeah. But it's great for a plot for like plot points. Oh, sure. I Nothing love better it. than a blind guy. In I traffic. love it for a storyline. But yeah, emotionally, I'd be just, I'd be destroyed. Yeah. We, we take all the sun and we do a real fucking opening credits of a Mr. Magoo cartoon <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> this is a fucking idiot stumbles through the streets. I'm surprised he didn't fall down an open manhole. Across a, a cross beam that's being lifted to the top <laughs> floor. <laughs> he just and he just gets up and there's just a bunch of construction workers eating their lunch pail lunches. He's like, oh. Chris O'Donnell picks oh. him up at the end in the Batmobile. Because <laughs> we're mashing it all up, baby. Why not? Who cares? Yeah, it seems right, like he so- should have been at least. Uh, Taken to the station with the Ferrari. Like, they would have towed it. I've been like, yeah, you're Chris O'Donnell, have to. at some point, at some point, Chris O'Donnell goes, All right, I'm calling your niece because he's got a phone number of numbers. And then Al Pacino does what is. Yeah, oh, he eats. Strangest fucking things <laughs> yeah, I've ever seen it, in a right? prestige. This is a movie nominated for Best Picture. Al Pacino yeah. eats a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, let me see those numbers. It's, a, it's, like it's pre-digital, baby. It he had it written down, and now he's never going to be able to call that lady. And and then, But you know what? Hey, so, okay, you can't get the niece on the phone. Why don't you call the fucking police? Yeah, call, well, you know, make, because he's not a snitch. I mean, he proves that True. later. We don't know it yet, but. Now we get the final fucking confrontation, the big weepy scene. Between Chris O'Donnell and Al Pacino, where Chris O'Donnell annoys Al Pacino into not killing himself. That's the best. The best that I can do is that he's just such a weepy bitch that Al Pacino's just like, all right, fine, 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 fine. He's fine. like, I'll do it when you're not here. Yeah, just, I'll, uh, I'll, let's go home. I'll kill myself in front of my niece's kids. That'll fuck them up. Does he do a thing where he takes his bullet? I hope the little boy finds else. my body. What's that? Does he take the bullets from him, or am I thinking of something else? He does take the bullets from him. There's I watch so many movies in. now that everything blends in together. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell uh, uh, basically goes, he goes in, and there's one of those days, uh, one of those scenes where they're doing the full metal jacket, like a, disassemble your gun, and yeah. this is my rifle, this is my gun shit. And Chris O'Donnell convinces him to give him the, the clip in the bullets, and then Al Pacino's like, "You forgot the one in the chamber." Whoa! And then gives him that one too. But yeah, no, he's putting on his his navy dress blues, army fucking dress blues, and he's yeah, gonna he's kill himself in the bed. Serious stolen valor here. Uh, and then uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell, they have a fight. They fucking wrestle for the gun, and then he backs down. They go home just in time for the uh, disciplinary. Uh, fucking hearing. Just in time for that they disciplinary hearing. The entire student body, the faculty, everybody gets together. Big fucking, this is something you definitely want to do in the public, in front of everybody. You don't want yeah. to handle this behind closed doors. Yeah, while well, you're trying to instill fear into the rest of the students. You want them to know what happens if they step out of line. Again, I mean... Uh, you can always tell a Milford man. This is 100 percent Rest of development. Uh, Shut yeah. up. Boom. Well, I I didn't I didn't you know I I didn't get the reference. I feel stupid. The Milford man. 
Busta in the school he went oh, to yes. where he was just quiet. Oh, yeah, when he's just hi- hiding all the time, right? You can always tell a Milford man doesn't say anything. Um, Classic. James Reborn, as soon as that shit hit his car, should have called the police. And yeah, the police I mean, that, you, that's the appropriate. I mean, you would think that there would at least be campus police that would show up. Security Something, would have, anything. Le- would, security would have shown up have and initiated to. whatever the protocol is. There's got to be a guidebook that says, hey, if somebody dumped, if there's vandalism, this is what we do. So be aware. But instead, he cancels classes and has everybody come down to <laughs> yeah, watch dude, him. Which is really a waste of educational. And like everybody just coming back from Thanksgiving. Yeah. So they got Philip Seymour Hoffman is there with his rich dad, who's the biggest donor to the school. And uh, the dad is, you know, doing the fucking whispering in his ear he's like the he's the Aunt fucking Becky. lawyer. He's Aunt Becky. Right. He put yeah, a lot of done... money to go to this school. Yes. Yes. Except uh, he gave it to a, uh assistant lacrosse coach or some swimming coach that said that she was on the team. I don't know how that worked. I don't know what we busted Aunt Becky for. Yeah, watch the Netflix documentary. We don't do that bullshit in the balcony. Right. Unless it's the fucking Isabella Stewart Gardner documentary, which oh, was good for half of it. I don't know it. why they busted. I think Aunt Becky had something to do with that, probably. I bet so. Uh, we're going to find those uh, Monets in down in... Uh, uh, I can't remember her husband. Uncle Jesse, right? That was... Ah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? This riff sucks. <laughs> So he says, so close to the end of this Frank, I'm just movie. here. I'm here just inside for my disciplinary hearing. Hey, so if you ever come, if you ever in town, come by for Christmas. Philip Seymour Hoffman's got no fucking spine. He's a big old jellyfish. He immediately names all three names. He goes, ah, but I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you ask him? He'll, he saw better, but uh, it was exactly these three people. He's like, I didn't have my contacts in. I took my gla- I was taking my right. glasses off to put my contacts in. Why don't you ask him? That's a, that's a pretty good fucking. Uh, I nailed it. I've been I've been working on it for like the last three days. I like it. I'm a fucking um, idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Oh yeah, yeah. We miss him. Miss him. He was so good. Greatest of all time. Honestly, uh, one of the greatest of his generation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Al Pacino. So Al shows up. He so just walks in with the limo Al driver. Shows up. Limo driver and Al come in. I like the limo Pacino driver. Makes his it's way. Like kid. Yeah. The, at no point does anybody stop this from happening. Does, no point does anybody go no. No. Well, no. he questions them when he gets up there. When he gets up on the stage and he asks him who who. Uh, well, yeah, it's Chris Colonel O'Donnell who it is. And he covers it. He says, I'm good friends with the family. They asked me to be in there. In loco parentis. And then he gives a long monologue. Where he tells everybody integrity. to fuck off. Yeah, basically. He tells the three kids to fuck off. The gist of it is, you're all fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, he Charlie's ain't no poor. snitch. But he, he ain't, ain't no snitch. snitch. He's got integrity. It's fucking loud. It's over the top. This is his. This is what wins him the fucking Academy Award. I send boys to die. Boys his age. They love this shit. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is what won it, dude. Like, yeah. the last 20 minutes. Like, I'll tell you right now, it wasn't the pussy-eating scene that won him no. the, the Oscar. It was this Tits. fucking Big scene, ones, dude. little ones. I think it's incredible. I, lo- I love this scene. You know, because you know that I have no parents to stand up for me in any type of discipline. But here's the thing. Eric. Here's what's... Here's what sucks is this big, long speech is in service of a balloon that dropped paint on a car that other people did that this kid's not involved with. Yeah. Well, it's in service of him being framed for fucking something he had nothing to do with. Put this speech in a different movie. Dude, it can't because the speech was already in this movie to begin with. They should have made it. It should have been a murder. They should have murdered somebody. Or they should have blown up the car. Well, it's something like that. Feel, it should have been more of a... One hundred dollars. What? hundred billion dollars. <laughs> I couldn't have told you the plot of this movie before I watched it. Yeah. I assumed that they were... That Al Pacino was a big blind lawyer and Chris O'Donnell was like a new person in the firm that was assigned to walk him around. That's what I yeah. thought this movie was about. I thought it was something related to that. I, I thought that he was, was gonna... a... Uh, yeah. I thought he was I just walking was around smelling ladies, which is correct. He does He's, that a lot. He does. He's awful. <laughs> Too much, dude. Seriously, I get. For, I, I, it might have been okay for a pre-Me Too world, but 30 years later in a post-Me Too environment, he sniffs ladies way too much. Everybody is so moved by this big, long, impassioned. It's probably like a 10-minute speech that he gives. Yeah. That they don't even have to go into closed session. They're just going to fucking deliberate on the stage behind them. And they decide that uh, the three kids that definitely did it with no evidence, not, no evidence, they're going to go on probation. So that's not bad for them. Yeah. I mean, they uh, get away with nothing, dude. They get away Philip Seymour Hoffman, who ratted them out, he gets uh, nothing happened to him, but he doesn't get any uh, foundation Dema- for being a yeah, fucking snitch. Which is, I mean... All right. Fine. It's it's a, it's a net zero. He gets. Yeah. He's lost three shit friends. He's still a rich fucking asshole. And then nothing happens. I mean, eventually he winds up dying. We all know that. I mean, the the character or the actor? The actor. Yeah, we knew, who we knew who is the character because he was a method actor from what that I heard. That is acting, baby. Isn't that acting? Ain't it's that, living. Ain't that it's living life as it's lying. It's lying big time. And then Chris O'Donnell, he just they just go, sorry. And he's fine. You he got to go. To you got to go. And then they're like, we're, we're going to have a meeting about this. So then you're like, damn, dude. Finally, this movie is over. Hold up. We got to get Frank back home. Yeah, well, I so mean, the limo he doesn't driver live has to at the draw. school. He's got to go home. He doesn't. The limo driver has to now take Frank and Chris O'Donnell to Frank's house and then after the scene, presumably, drive Chris O'Donnell back to the school. Then presumably. he has to drive back to New York. Yeah, he's got a, this guy's got uh, a long day ahead of him. Yeah, so uh, Al Pacino gets home. He's going to take it from here. He walks up the driveway. Here's but he the gives kids. him a chunk of the... cash. He says, he says, Colonel, this is too much. Oh yeah, gives you earned the, it. The limo driver. You earned it, boy. Hua. Give, gives Chris O'Donnell three hundred bucks. D- doesn't give him a penny more than he earned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he uh, he gave him life lessons. 
Yeah, and he gave him a suit. And also, I he's guess. on a fixed income. Cut the shit. He bought him a fucking tailor-made suit. You ever have a tailor-made yeah, suit? Baby, stop being a fucking baby. You have a suit made to fit your your dumb body. I've gone. I've had. I've gone to the men's warehouse where they do all the bullshit with like. Is that the, where you get your sweet jackets? No, no, I get those. The soccer. I went. Those are nice. One time, I went. I went to get a suit made, and I swear to God, the guy was fucking Jack Lemon from the fucking pretzel episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh He's yeah. Like, hey, hey there, fella. All right. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you want a suit? You want to look good? Uh, you want to look good? We got to do it over here. Yeah, oh, you don't want the brown shoes? No brown swell, shoes, no fella. Blue. No, no, no. You want these? I don't even. What do they call them? Oh, uh, you'll get the Caravan. dames for sure. Oh yeah, Dan. Oh there, fella. You you go, Dan. You know, go for a slip. Go for a nice slip-on shoe. That's nice, right there. I love a nice salesman like that. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You're going to look like a million That's bucks. Nice. We're going to have this thing. It's going to hide like, your tummy tum tum. This is like the extra time they could have cut out a scent of a woman. What we're doing. Hey, right you know now. what? Sorry. I'm so sorry that my riff went nowhere. Sean, that I never happens. Okay. You know that I, I love it. you, and I think it's funny just to give you the business sometimes. What are we watching next week, fellow? What's one of our final films we haven't... in the New England oh, films? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Hey, we finished, didn't we? Are we not done? Well, he pets the little kids on the head, and then he goes sits oh, in his fucking thing. Oh, he talk, brings them inside for a marshmallow chocolate, which I assume is a hot chocolate with marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody fucking has no know. idea. Al Pacino. I don't know. No unless idea. it's some kind of s'mores <laughs> thing. Imagine if Al Pacino thinks that hot chocolate is called marshmallow chocolate, <laughs> and then they were just like, uh, Al, it's called a hot chocolate. That's what I said. <laughs> I marshmallow said a marshmallow chocolate. chocolate. I'm going to have a hot marshmallow chocolate. <laughs> Ooh, uh. Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. It's three hours. No one's watching. Leave it in. <laughs> and takes the kids in the... If I was that mom, I'm out there fucking... What are you doing? No! No, no. Don't go in her, there. That's uh, Uncle Frank. Yeah, who treats them he like shit there. and is mean to the kids all the time. He and now he's inviting there. them in for a marshmallow chocolate? She loves them. She loves them. She, hi she hired a boy to take care of them. He's going to have Willie fucking turning the stove on, lighting the whole thing on fire. Next week, my friends, we're down to the wire. We've I love it when you end on Arson. We got three films left. You guys are excited. I'm excited. The Holy Trifecta, the Holy Trilogy, they call them. Yeah, let's not go. Let's not go crazy because we're gonna get some complaints. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped a couple, dude. It's riffing. Our final three. We New skipped England a lot. Films. I keep thinking of movies that we skipped, and I feel like a dipshit. Yeah. Well, we'll anyway, still do, we're still a New England based thing. We'll fit yeah, some in. Yeah, and sometimes. here's the thing, guys. There's only been 98 Academy Awards, so yeah. We'll be back in two years. Yeah. We're going to run out of you know, autos, but Another COVID hit, so we just... Hey, you know, sorry. Point, We're not watching down. The Town. We're not watching Gone Baby Gone. We're not watching... I love Gone Baby Gone, the book, the movie I had problems with. Yeah, but we can't get into it. We're not getting into it. We got three left, and next week it's an Academy Award-nominated film. Uh, I believe it wins a couple of acting I Oscars. Didn't I Bale think, win uh, one? I think Bale wins, and I think Melissa Leo also won. Yeah, Leo won. Um, it's from uh, 2010 by David O. Russell, one of my least favorite directors, and it's called The Fighter. The Fighter! Our final Wahlberg, ladies and gentlemen. Our final, final Wahlberg. In honor it's of the sad. mother just passing, I heard. Ay, ay, ay. Have you been watching Wall Street on HBO, the, the Wahlberg documentary? No. Is that really a thing? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I thought I sent it to you. Maybe I didn't. You did not. Is that uh, real? Are you giving me a guff? 
You know, Wall Street, W A H L Street. It's oh, a six dude, part play- HBO Max documentary oh, series. I am not watching that. Uh, nominated for Best Film Editing, Screenplay, Supporting Actress, Double Nominations. Uh-oh, sorry, Oh, Amy you Adams. love to get a couple of nominations for your movie that you release. Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, and Best Picture. It's The Fighter, the story of the Good. Ward brothers, Mickey and the other one. Watch the Mickey. documentary before next week, too. What's that one, Heroin? Lost, um, Lost Lives in Lowell, High on Crack yeah. Street. I it's think one of those met- America Undercover. I'm gonna HBO have to films. I'm gonna have to rack my brain, but I think I met Mickey Ward at Giggles. Oh, dude, a, you are such a good guy to tell me this. Save it for next he, week, fuckface. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, apologies all around. So you got any you got any you got any 420 smoke 'em up plans for? The dude, I just gotta go. I just gotta go upstairs and make sure my niece didn't leave. I'm supposed to be watching a kid, but I had to do the podcast today, so you know. Right, sometimes well, hey, you're no, like. I, I've heard no extended of, I've outros. heard footprints. I've heard him do some steps upstairs, so I know that something's in the house. I don't I'm pretty sure it's her because I got I see I got two cats. One of the cats is pretty heavy, but not like nine year old kid heavy, you know? He's like baby. What's a baby run? Like thirteen pounds? Is that about an average baby? Like a six month old baby? Do you consider a six-month-old a baby or a child? This is why I never had one, because I can't get caught up in the labels. You know? I'm just like, hey, you're a kid all your life, as far as I'm concerned. You're a kid until you're old enough to kick out of this house. And that day, you get a suitcase and a bus ticket, and you're fucking gone. God, I miss my dad. We'll see you guys next week. Good day.